We call it STEM music indeed. Welcome to the STEM music podcast where we highlight multicultural STEM professionals and the music they love. I'm your host, Roy Moy III, and today we have a very special guest. I'm very excited to have her on the STEM music podcast. STEM music nation, she comes from the E in STEM. She has a degree, a bachelor's in science in mechanical engineering and a master's in science in a degree in engineering management. And currently, she is a senior mechanical engineer in the energy industry and a STEM children's book author. Now, check all these stats out, y'all. She earned the Society of Women Engineers Distinguished Engineering Service Award in 2008. In 2010, she was named Nesby National Alumni Leader and Region 2 Alumni Member of the Year. Yes, she's a part of the National Society of Black Engineers family. Um, In 2011, she was named Nesby National Alumni Member of the Year. And being a native of Charlotte, North Carolina, she has earned several local awards, such as the Charlotte Chamber of Commerce Young Professional of the Year Award, the Who's Who in Charlotte Emerging Leader Award, the United Negro College Fund Maya Angelou Woman Who Leads Honoree Award, and the UNC Charlotte Black Alumni Chapter Excellence in Leadership Award. I know y'all, I know y'all, she's, she's really amazing. In 2019, she was honored with the Raising Our Children Humanitarian Award from the Annie T. Doe Memorial Foundation. And last but not least, this is something I'm very excited about and we will talk about in this episode, is she became an author by releasing her brand new book, What Can I Be? STEM Careers from A to Z, which is a number one Amazon's bestseller in the STEM education category. STEM Music Nation, please help me welcome Miss Tiffany Tichi to the STEM Music Podcast. Hello, Tiffany. How's everything going? All is well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Roy. I appreciate this opportunity. You're so welcome. I am I'm just beyond excited. Um, I know we've interacted several times in uh, within the confines of Nesby. And so, mm-hmm. yes, y'all, Stim Music Nation, she is another another Nesby family member um, and who, who does a lot of incredible work for Nesby. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But mm-hmm. in how we love to start out these episodes is just to, um, you know, our audience is, is young STEM hopefuls, um, current, you know, STEM uh, students in college, um, or even young STEM professionals. And so, we want to know how did you get into STEM? What was the inspiration? Um, what got you excited or inspired to even look into STEM? How did it happen? Right. So I started out by going. My my mom, my dad, my parents had uh, my brother and I go to a science math uh, Saturday academy. So on Saturdays we would have to go to a Saturday math and science academy, and that was our opportunity in high school to be able to get engaged with math and science and then other students that were involved with it. We learned problem solving. And when we learned that that was a key to engineering, we said, well, this is a great opportunity. So we took advantage of that from the problem solving side of things of going into engineering and with the math and science tied in with it. So that was our starting point to get us into it and just getting exposed to those type of fields. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And like you said, early on and exposure, which we've highlighted mm-hmm. in several other of these uh, podcast episodes of why it's so important. So what were some of the things, if you can take us back, like what were some of the things that you were doing um, on those Saturdays? Like, can you mm-hmm. remember some of the activities that you might've been doing? Well, a lot of times it wasn't, 
I really, I will admit, I wish there was a Nesby Junior that I did those type of chapters, but this was close enough for where we did at least math, um, different problems with different challenges, quizzes, and just okay. challenging us with competitions and stuff from that end. Similar to, the, I guess, the T-Mall type of competitions. Okay, okay. Or, um, in those type of, um, you know, trimathalons and type of stuff. So it challenged us from math and science uh, standpoints from those type of hands-on activities. I love that too. Cause like what you're talking about, you know, so, cause some of, some of the STEM outreach um, that, you know, I'm a part of, and, and you're obviously a part of as well is uh, the hands-on activities and you might do something with the roller coaster and, and, mm-hmm. and trying to use a marble to go along a track and do and build it and, and all this stuff. But it sounds like what you were doing with the Saturday Academy was actual like, um, you know, problems and, and, right. and math equations and stuff, which is really good too, because, you know, sometimes we, you know, I'm, I'm careful not to try and um, just do the fun hands-on activities and not say, hey, no, there's actual science and actual math that's in this. And I don't want mm-hmm. our kids to be surprised. They're like, whoa, you know, I didn't know all of this was a part of uh, STEM. So that's really cool that you were getting that um, actual practical um, right. you know, practice within the STEM fields, especially with science and math. So Right. And, and we were on the campus of Winston State um, I was from, I'm from Winston-Salem, native up there. Okay. So we also got exposure to be on a college campus and get exposure oh, wow. from that year too. So it was, it was just good experience. Um, SAT prep also played a role with the programming. So it was just a good experience to get exposure hands-on earlier on um, was important. That's good. Yeah. And like you said, on a college campus, which you're, you're rolling right into what I, I want to talk about next, which is that, you know, is, is college and you just mentioned the SAT, I guess, because you're on the East Coast, because I, I was um, preparing for the ACT here in the ACT. Midwest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could do the SAT too, but we um, did both. I did both. Actually. Oh, you did both? Okay. Both, just to okay. Get different scores from both just to see the options. <laughs> sure, so, sure. Um, so, so in that, like, talk to us about that preparation. So you, you had gotten some experience via the Science um, and Engineering Saturday mm-hmm. Academy you know, doing different uh, mathematical mm-hmm. things, you were getting that practical experience. And so I'm assuming that that kind of led you to say, you know, I, I kind of want to apply this, I kind of want right. to maybe study something uh, within um, this STEM field in college. Right. And so how did you begin to make the decision of right. what you were going to study? Um, also, right. what college you were going to and for those who might be right in that spot right now, who might be juniors and seniors in mm-hmm. high school who end up listening to this and say, OK, how do I make that transition? What are some things I need right. to be looking for? What was that journey like for you? So I actually went into deciding which schools I wanted to sign up for schools that were local and then one maybe out of state school. So I okay. thought I could play basketball. I'll be honest. OK, I said, okay. I basketball. Which one? Did you get? So I did apply for out of school, out of school. Um, to University of Tennessee, thought I could play for Pat. But reality, I got into it, but ultimately I applied for North Carolina A&T State University. So, so and I'm gonna pause you, so you, was, you were playing basketball in high school. Okay, so I was well-rounded, just like I'm active in a lot of organizations. Yes, now, yes. I was well-rounded, no, this not is only great. my studies. Yeah, I was basketball, did track hurdles, and then played oh, wow. an instrument as far as the uh, alto sax. So I was in the marching What? Band. Oh my so, gosh, I didn't even know all this stuff, <laughs> Tiffany. What in the world? That's awesome. Right. I mean, this is the STEM music podcast, so that's, that's right. awesome. That, so I, I love I, that. Instrument, yeah, and I mean, I started early. We were talking about music. I, my mom and my dad had us in like Suzuki guitar to really? playing the piano, but finally the alto sax in middle school and high school. So yeah, wow, definitely. that's and awesome. my brother. He was in, he's an engineer as well, civil engineer, went to A and T, but okay. he also played an in- instrument too. So we both were exposed to all different things when we was growing up. Um, and music is important. Um, you learn those numbers as well. So yeah, I, I was active 
all and well rounded and kept my academics up as well. Shout out to your parents. Like that's awesome <laughs> that they were providing all of that exposure um, right. and getting you there. My so mom, you, oh, go yeah, ahead. my mom's an educator and my dad was an entrepreneur. So my mom pushed a lot of the education standpoint. My dad yeah. met a lot of people and he actually met an engineer that he was cutting hair. He's a barber, owned his own barbershop, she designed. So that's really also got me into it. Because the, the engineers kept saying your kids should go into engineering, so ah. he pushed it. Um, he was a civil engineer, so he pushed us to try to also go to it. So it's full circle from the education to the entrepreneurship. And that that is so cool. I'm so glad you shared. Thank you for sharing that because, you know, one of the things I'm always trying to uncover in this, um, it, it makes me think of the very first episode uh, where we had Taylor County on, um, who who's in the technology um, side of STEM, but mm-hmm. he. Um, he was talking about how he had this, you know, mentor, like his, his babysitter's uh, husband was into computers. And so that's how mm-hmm. he got into computer technology. And mm-hmm. so the same way that your father being an entrepreneur, a barber, and he's cutting the hair of a civil engineer. Is that what that was? Yes. Okay. Yes, civil engineer. And so it's just, I mean, just how that connection, like that we got to see, right. We need to see someone who looks like us or who, um, mm-hmm. you know, is in those fields, you know, cause a lot of you know, times within the black and Latino black and Brown community, you don't see it. So then you don't even know that it exists. Right. So that, I'm mm-hmm. glad you shared that, that that was that kind of connection point. So yes. cool. Yes. Cool. So, so anyway, Oh, go ahead. So, yeah. So that's the musical side. I did music, athletic, anything, and still kept my academics up. So because I thought I could play basketball, I said basketball engineering, which one's really going to get me where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go to either North Carolina, A&T, North Carolina, A&T state, um, NC state, North Carolina state, um, or UNC Charlotte, visited different campuses. And what stood out was UNC Charlotte, University of North Carolina at Charlotte, because of actually another sort of, sort of mentor, a guiding point was um, there was a non-traditional, and she's the, she was the assistant dean. Okay. She talked about how her experience was, and she's an engineer and stuff too. So my mom and I we were just so impressed um, with her story. And that's actually what got us to also be on the campus of USC Charlotte. Now, when I applied, I didn't know what type of engineer I wanted to be. I actually went in, they had, to, they had the option to do undecided engineering. Mm. So I got to do that, take the intro to 1201 class, the intro class, see the different types of engineering. And I felt mechanical was the broadest out of all of them. Yeah. So that's really what made me decide which one. But I actually went in undecided engineering at USC Charlotte and then had that exposure for that first intro class to decide which one I wanted to do. I love that. I love that because, you know, sometimes, especially for those in the STEM music nation who might be in the junior, senior year of high school and trying to figure out what they're, they're wanting to do. And they, maybe they already want to go into STEM and, and into engineering in particular. And um, sometimes, you know, as a young student, you're just trying to put all this pressure on yourself to figure out what you're going to do. Like, ah, what is it? But um, at my university, they also had the option to go in as an undecided uh, major just to, you know, just to test the waters and see what you're, you're interested in. Cause the thing with the, uh, especially the engineering world is there's just so much, there's so many options um, of what right. you can study, but true truth is mechanical is the, is the broadest. Um, and I, I tell that to a lot of uh, mentees that I have, or whenever I get a chance to speak um, at my university um, and, and share my engineering journey, I like to say like, yeah, if you're not sure what you want to do, um, mechanical is definitely uh, yeah. the most we, open, you know, we so. take a lot of the same, we take a lot of the, we have to take a lot of the same classes. Yep. And, as the civil and electrical, we do have one of those electrical classes, and then we also have the civil statics. You know, different classes. Right, right. And even aeros- even aerospace. Like when I, because I'm I'm an aerospace major, but mechanical mm-hmm. and aerospace, we were going parallel until like junior mm-hmm. year. You know, so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, so you ended up going to um, 
UNC and Charlotte. Charlotte. And <laughs> um, so as being a student there, I'm just curious when you got into those, you know, classes, like you were saying, statics and all these classes, right. was it a, a shock to the system? Was it something like, because you were going to those Saturday um, Academy, you know, STEM camps, like what, right. how, how was that transition for you? Okay. So I'm going to admit, I, I struggle um, grasping quickly. So it was not easy. Um, mm. The whole engineering experience was not easy, but I always had a book with me. My mom would always say, I'm always carrying a book with me to make sure <laughs> that I have it still. So, but I, you know, I had some tutoring. Um, they had those special classes for us. Um, where they had those programs, different minority programs we would take advantage of on campus. Mm. And they had different ones from, cause chemistry, 1251, there was those type of classes where they could weed people out. It's like, Tip, those talk first, about first it. <laughs> yes. You go to those first classes, you sit there, they like, look to your left, look to your right. Yes. Everybody's not going to make it. And it's true. A lot of people end up going. It, to it is very true. It's harsh. <laughs> it really is harsh. Cause they did yeah. that in our class too. And I was looking yeah. around like, well, I know it ain't going to be me. Lord, right. Jesus, help me. <laughs> right. So it wasn't easy, but it was, it challenged me. And that's really why I also went into engineering. And I also knew there was going to be a male dominated field. Mm. So going into those classes, it wasn't many females in it either. So dealing with that, as far as in the classroom, um, dealing with I just made sure that I was going up to the professor. I had to make sure I was talking to them, that they knew my face. I had to ask questions and do all those types of things because it was important. And yes, I enjoyed college, you know, enjoy the parties, but I had a reality check where I had to make sure I knew why I was there. Mm -hmm. um, balancing internships. Um, I was an RA, resident advisor on campus. Okay. Um, so balancing different things um, was important and making sure that I maintained my grades. So it was some struggle. I mean, I did have to take Cal one, two, and three different yes. equations and um, those type of classes from chemistry to physics. But I made sure that we had study groups yes. with the help of NSBE, those type of groups as far as getting together and make sure they were productive study groups because a lot of times you can get in those study classes or study groups and you're not productive. Right, just talking. <laughs> I'm guilty. So, I, I may have done that once or twice, just been talking. Right. That's why I got a podcast, because so, I like to right. talk. Reality. So those are the type of things on campus where I had to make sure, you know, to balance accordingly um, and know why I was there for to graduate with the engineering. So. No, that's, that's great. I think you just uncovered so many just awesome things that I don't know that we've mentioned um, yet on on the podcast through the episodes we've had already. But um, one of the things you uncovered was you, you said you were in the professor's face. The professor yes. knew you knew your face, knew who you it. were. And that's one of the things that I, I, I really like to encourage young STEM students yes. about. It's like, yes, you're in college and you feel like, okay, maybe I want to be cool or I don't want to be, um, you know, embarrassed or whatever the case may be. But like, somebody told me something very important when I was in college and they were like, Roy, who makes the test that you're going to have to take? Right. And I was like, the professor? Okay, so why are you talking to X, Y, and Z? Like, yes, mm -hmm. your friends might be able to help or peers in your class might be able to help. Right. Obviously, study groups. I definitely think that's another gem you dropped in this right. uh, podcast is, yes, I encourage study groups as well. But mm -hmm. build a relationship with the instructor, with the professor who is right. actually going to build um, the test who's actually, you know, has the curriculum and you're mm -hmm. getting it straight from the, the person who, who created so, it. 
the source. Yeah. And so I think that is a great, I, I'm, I'm appreciative that you mentioned that because a lot of times mm -hmm. students, you know, can feel like, especially minority students, right? You're black and brown. Right. Maybe there's not a lot. And especially for you being a black woman, it's like, mm -hmm. there's not a lot um, of black women in your classes. So you're automatically mm -hmm. going to stand out and maybe feeling like, oh, I don't know. But the fact right. that you took the initiative um, yep. and created the opportunities to get the help that you needed. And I, even for mm -hmm. me, one of the classes I had, you mentioned uh, differential equations. I took another, because at our school, you could take one more math class and get a math minor. And so oh, okay. I took um, linear algebra. Um, yeah. And okay. I just remember, uh, I think I had like a 89, whatever percent. And the, the teacher, the professor had said, you know, if you get a, um, an A, if you get a, a 90 or above, you get an A. We have the plus and minus system at our college. Right. But right. he said in his class, he said, if you get a 90 or above, you get an A. So I, I had been working with him all semester, just getting help on different things. Mm -hmm. And I had been growing as a student. And so we got to the final. I did decent on the final, but my final grade in the class was an 89.4. And so oh, I was like, yeah. oh, man, I missed the A. You know, I was like, man, and that's yeah. a big deal because 90 and above is an A in his class versus being an A minus. It was going to count okay. as an A. So um, I was kind of bummed, you know, because I had been growing and getting better in the class and understanding right. things. And we had built a relationship. And so our grades come out and I got an A in that class. And, and I know it was that relationship. And it's not to say, you know, be a suck up and try to, you know, no. do that. But it, but I knew, I knew that it was because of the relationship I had with that mm -hmm. professor. I just knew mm -hmm. it was, you know, and I put the work in to have an 89.4. Mm -hmm. It was so close. So, right. um, you know, you just never know. So that, that's a great thing. And then, like you said, study groups. Um, uh, mm -hmm. I, I joined a study group because of NSBE, National Society of Black Engineers. And <laughs> I, I remember the first couple of ones I got in trouble as a freshman because I was yapping too much. <laughs> but um, Productive. Productive study groups. Yes. Had to learn. You got to get productive <laughs> And conducive study environment, too. Yeah, Make sure yeah. Your environment is conducive to studying as well. Very true. So mentioning Nesby, um, a lot of us, uh, you know, who, who are in the National Society of Black Engineers got introduced when we were in college. So I'd love for you to, um, you know, shout out to uh, Ashley McRae. She kind of gave us the whole rundown in episode two of the STEM Music Podcast of what Nesby is and, and the different tiers in it. She did the whole rundown and she did it in a great way. So um, okay. for you, I would love for you to just share your Nesby journey, how you got into Nesby and mm -hmm. just everything that you've been able to experience and to do and accomplish um, from the roles you've served in, just give us your Nesby story. Okay. So I started in around my sophomore year in, uh, in the Nesby and was active in, as far as officer and helping. And then we just bonded. We ended up going to the national conventions. It yeah. was just a great experience, regional conventions. And it's just a tight knit group, um, career fairs. I actually got a, an internship based okay. off of the career fairs itself. So it was just valuable experience um, just through college days of being exposed to have opportunities to network and build the network um, and build a bond. It's like a family in itself yeah. when it comes to NSB. So I took advantage of that um, in college. And then actually I got a, a fellows when, a, when they have those fellowships where there's a mm -hmm, scholarship mm -hmm. you get. So I had gotten a graduate one with NSB. Um, oh, wow. So, um, got honored from that, from the NSBE, um, one of those uh, awards. And so then from there, actually it was a NSBE, um, somebody in our chapter who had mentioned, because um, I had already worked, uh, started working in the, in the field itself, but I sort of took a break in between graduate. Didn't know that you could get a 
within that first year you can get a free membership i did oh yeah 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 as a professional yep (laughs) yes as you transition you can also get a year free membership as you transition from grad you graduate to that so while i'm in graduate school and everything went on to grad school um but there was a nancy person in our chapter who mentioned a job opportunity. So mm-hmm. it was through them mentioning that, they also Nancy played a role with being able to get me to the next job um, through a different initiative as far as job opportunities. And so gradually as a professional, I helped recharted the Charlotte chapter. Wow. Um, and so was the treasurer, so helped build upon it to finally become the president. And then I've started working towards that. That was a network itself, um, building professional development from the, the community service, like all of that is played a role with Nancy. So mm-hmm. from being the chapter president to then moving on to be a regional chair, elect to chair okay. of the region two, and then finally going on to the national level for the professionals to be the programs chair. So I'm always, I love, I love the kids. I love yes. programming. So a lot of the stuff I'm involved with, with Nancy was always dealing with programming standpoint. Okay. So I became the national programs and it finally ended up being um, the professional development conference. Um, program chair from that end, vice chair for that here back at Charlotte. So I've been just moving and shaking with Nancy, been networking, building relationships, the professional development, and rolling throughout and became a lifetime member of Nancy. So oh wow, okay. I love Congrats it so much. Lifetime member number one nine four. So Okay, come on, number one ninety four. <laughs> I love it. I love that. So, Nancy's just been a great opportunity to network, to um build that relationships with others who's like minded. Um we've done study groups from PE to FE, the EIT, those type of things. So it's just helping from professional development. It's played a role with it um, from a professional standpoint too. That is that is so powerful, and and I know we've mentioned Nesby on on earlier uh, podcasts, but hopefully STEM Music Nation, you're you're getting to see. Um, you know, the power of National Society of Black Engineers. And, and as I've mentioned before, there's Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers and Society of Women Engineers. And so there's just all these organizations that um, help us um, who are diverse. And, and when it doesn't really, you know, people don't really look like us in the fields that we go into, but these organizations are there to, you know, provide the networks, to provide the job opportunities, to provide the, the mentorship and the, um, the tutoring and, and just there's so much access. That's why I love Nesby so much. And um, this episode will most likely air after the convention, but mm-hmm. I'm very, very excited to, uh, you got me hyped. Just listen to yeah, you. And my, and, and my hat is different now. I've chartered, um, I'm, I'm active in the links chapter. So there's a memorandum oh, wow. understanding with the links. Okay. And Nancy. So yeah. we've been, I'm um, active with the links. And so I've helped charter two Nesby junior chapters, one in Charlotte, um, with the crown jewels, uh, Philip O'Berry chapter. And then I've also helped charter the one here in Columbia, South Carolina with the Westwood chapter. So now my hat is a Nesby junior advisor. So I'm also doing that with the kids now. <laughs> wow, man. I'm about to, bring you, I'm about to bring you over here to Wichita. We need to get our <laughs> professionals chapter uh, active again, man. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. And then active I, with the professional chapter here too, uh, Midlands chapter. So. Well, if I have any questions in regards to reactivating. Um, oh yeah. The I got you. Here, I'll definitely be hitting you up. That's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that that journey. So you talked about having internships. We've highlighted that on the podcast before that just a lot of times okay. when you're in the STEM field, um, internships are very, very helpful because that's what these companies in right. are looking for. So um, maybe share some of those internships that you, I don't know how many you had, but if however okay. many you had, just share what those right. experiences were like, you know, what were some of the things that you were working on or getting right. a chance to do? And then from there, we'll jump into your full-time uh, career right. and just how, you know, you got into that and how you've been able to transition to senior 
um, okay. mechanical engineering. Yes. Okay. So yeah, as far as internships, um, I started different ones and internships just let me know which ones I want to do and what I didn't want to do. So I actually um, worked at the Honda plant in Marysville, Ohio. It was a summer internship. And so I got to see the industrial side of things as far as how a car is made. And they gave me a project to work on uh, specifically for the door handles and getting it to work traction and everything too. So that was an experience. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And so it's just good travel opportunities um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as well with those internships, not just limited to just the same location. So I did different ones. Um, I've worked with um, National Gypsum, which was the wall board that's on the walls. Um, so that was a lot of um, just doing different um, material um, type things and trying to track the, uh, the, the different types of materials and structures and stamina for it and everything from that end so and then finally well i've done about three or four but my last okay. one was right in grad school where they brought me on full-time so i worked at um it's electric power research institute where it was dealing with the energy so that's really what got me into the energy sector starting with that last one when i was in grad school um and everything so and it just it taught me a lot dealing with um utilities um and everything from that end uh, vendors and all that being a um, liaison okay from that point. So I've done a variety of ones, um, but that last one was the one that brought me on to my brought me on full time. To your to the current role that you're in now. Well, no, this is my second job out of school. Okay. I've gone through a lot of mergers and acquisitions. Ah, okay, okay. Um, so yeah, then finally, like I said, someone from Nancy helped me get the next job where they was doing initiative. Um, so I've gone through a lot of mergers and acquisitions, but I've learned a lot. So to now where I am with. Um, engineering still in the energy sector uh, i've traveled a lot i've been to california for a, a work assignment i've been to georgia for a work assignment and then also charlotte and columbia so a variety of travel with different power plants and stuff too and initiatives from there to help build design construct um to license verifications of some of the parent power plants to wow fuel yeah fuel fabrication facility so i've, I've taken on a lot of learning um, I've traveled um, and didn't know how long I would be. Like I was in California for a year and a half for one of the jobs. Really? So just, yeah, I skydive, surf. I was taking a Wow, that's awesome. That's, <laughs> hey, that's how you do it. That's awesome. Yeah. So I want to touch on a couple of things. One, you said the one internship was when you were in grad school. And so I believe that's when you mm -hmm. were going uh, to get your master's in engineering management. That's correct. And yeah, so and I had decided to go straight on. After I graduated from undergrad, I went on straight on. My okay, mom okay. Go ahead and get it done to me before the family and all that comes. So I had decided to go ahead and get it straight on. And I was able to work the intern at this all day because it was more for non-traditional. So then you got to take the classes at the evening. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. I was, cause I was wondering how that all worked out. So yeah, that's real good. So yeah, you're getting paid. You, you're interned. Yep, getting paid intern um, and then went to classes in the evening. And then, and then went to classes in the evening. And, um, in regards to, uh, your career now, um, well, actually I want to get to that a little later, but so you mentioned something that I, I, we haven't talked about on this podcast and I don't think I've ever thought about um, asking that question because it's not in everybody's story and journey, but you mentioned the, uh, a lot of the acquisitions and, and, and yes. mer mergers. And so I'm just interested for anybody, maybe a young professional right now, who's mm -hmm. at a company that might be going through that, um, mm -hmm. that what, what was it, what was right. it like? And then how did you manage that? Cause I know that's mm -hmm. probably not the easiest thing. I I'm just assuming. It's an adjustment. Okay. It's an adjustment. You just have to go with it and know that change is going to happen. A lot of times the leadership changes. Um, a lot of times there's uh, regrouping of the of the different names and 
branding and changes mm-hmm. throughout that. So it's, it was an adjust. It's an adjustment in everything too. Um, I actually got laid off for about 10 months. So it took an adjustment for that experience too. So wow. I've dealt with a variety of different, um, yeah, change, but being able to adjust to change. Um, and in the meantime, um, just making sure that your, your resume is up to date, making sure that sure. you're um, up to par, but yeah, acquisitions come, mergers happen, but it's what you're doing to make sure that you stay alert and stay on top of things and that they know what you want to do, um, on the, in your career path as well. Sure. Sure. No, that's, that's great. That's, I think that's great advice. Just, mm-hmm. you know, cause layoffs do happen. We, you know, I just survived layoffs that happened at our place just because we are, um, you know, related to the 737 max and how that's hit the aviation industry just, you know, really, really, um, in a, in a, in a terrible way, you know? And so, um, yeah, you know, it's kind of just this up and down thing of just yeah. figuring out where you're going to be, what you're going to be doing. But I love the fact that you're just saying, you know, just being on top of your resume and being, being prepared so that if you are in a situation where you're laid off, you have what you need to begin to pursue different things. And so it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. I mean, yeah, it's an adjustment, but in the meantime, volunteering opportunities, take advantage, get your mind off things helps to, um, through that process too. So that's good. That's good. That's Mm -hmm. good. So with your, um, going back to your engineering, uh, management masters in your career now, do you find that the things that you learned in that master's are uh, applicable um, to what you're doing um, now or as you started? Because I know sometimes for students where, who go straight from uh, undergrad to grad, you know, you don't, you're not necessarily, well, you kind of had it good because you were, you were getting real world experience, right? Cause you were doing the internship, but right. um, some students, not all, but some students just go straight in and they're just in school. And so it's kind of right. like, well, how does this apply? How is this going to apply? Right. What does it look like? But what was it like for you in regards to having that um, master's as you're working? Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll admit there's two routes you can go. I didn't do the thesis route when I did it. You get the opportunity to take all classes or either a thesis. So for me, I decided to take the all 30 class, like 30 out of the classes and just did it that way. So I made that decision. But I mean, it was an adjustment. I mean, I realized that grad school is a totally different mindset. Um, It's totally different mindset through that process. Um, The grades, uh, a C is an F and it was Mm. totally different as far as the mentality. So but it was more focused on what you wanted as far as um, focus, more focused. Um, sure. so, that's the decision. so as far as work-wise, it helped me from a transition coming out of school, school from graduating. It did give me a bump in pay. Uh, okay, okay. So that was helpful by having that master's coming out of school versus just an undergrad. So from going to the next job, it did help me from that standpoint. Um, as far as using the engineer management, it's system-based. Um, so learning systems, all that type of play, played a role with a lot of the work that I do as well. Um, as well. So okay. that's that's really what it did for the most part. For the most part, still learning. Um, continuing sure. to learn. Sure. Right. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a everyday process. I learned so much this week at my job, my goodness, there was so much going on. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's great. So then from Nesby, you said then you were able to get the current position job that you're in right now. Right. So, and that has to do with the power plants and the traveling. Just talking about. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, um, what are, what are some of the specific things? Let's go into the weeds of what you're doing on a day-to-day basis, maybe for um, someone mm-hmm. who might be interested in your arena, the field that mm-hmm. you're in in regards to energy and engineering and right. that combination. So what, what's some, what are some of the things you're doing on a so day-to-day basis? So I do a lot of, um, on a day-to-day basis, I, I, I work in a, a, 
a plant environment. So a lot of times it varies on what I have to do um, with dealing with a design team. I'm in the design um, team in plant modifications. So a lot of times we're doing design drawings from specifications to procurement of equipment to then installing equipment. So we deal with a design team of different fields from civil to electrical to all different ones. And we okay. all work as a team and we try to, um, Come together. It's a lot of signing off of uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The different um, paperwork of different things because safety is number one. Sure. A lot of times we start our meetings off, we have to do safety topics of something dealing with safety that day because it's important. So a lot of times that's the day to day of just I might be at the computer all day or I might be going to talk to the operator. Or I might be talking to um, the design team. So it just varies um, from day to day. Um, it's constantly challenged. That's really why I went into engineering again. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm going to be challenged. And so you never know what you might get each day, but it's always worth it when you see the, the end results and when you complete that project. Um, so that's really what I get out of it, why I like what I do, um, because you get challenged, you get to do the different things and it's different. But then seeing the end result when that project is starting up um, is really what makes my day. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and yeah, I think from what you were uh, describing, just, the fact that there's just different um, things that you could be doing, right? You're designing or you're talking to the operator or you're, you know, like that, that, that's, that's cool that there's that option, that there's that, that variety. Um, Mm -hmm. But speaking of challenges, um, one of the things that we talked about in the pre-interview was just being able to uh, talk about being a black woman in STEM and, and sharing your uh, perspective from your lens and some of the stories you mentioned, you had a couple different uh, situations um, that you'd had right. you had to endure and go through, and so um, just for that young black girl or that um, black girl that's in college or young black professional in STEM right now, um, you know what were some of those things and, and challenges that came up, but then also how you were able to obviously you're still in STEM, you're still thriving as an engineer, and and right. how you were able to get to that uh, thriving point, even though you had to encounter some right. of the stuff, some of this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, know that it's a male dominated field, knowing that it's not as many minorities getting it. That's why I do a lot of representation of different mm-hmm. talks. I talk to kids. Um, but I have had different scenarios where I've had to, to check people as far as making sure they know that I'm the engineer. So for example, when we go to these conference rooms and we have, I've had a situation where um, one of the vendors comes in and he shakes hands with everybody in there but he doesn't do it with me. And I'm just like, what's going on? Wow. So then I have to realize and shake, crawl across the table and say, by the way, my name's Tiffany. I'm the responsible engineer on this project. And basically I'm making a decision whether we're going to use his equipment or not. Because wow. Oh like, okay. my goodness. Yeah. So those type of things, I don't know if he thought, and no offense to admins, but I have to sometimes let them know, no, I'm an engineer. I'm not just going to be taking notes and stuff too. So sometimes we have to challenge them back and be mm. like, okay, no, I'm the engineer. I'm the one making the decision. We're making the decision if we're going to use your parts and stuff. So I've had those type of scenarios. I've had people, yeah, conferences. And sometimes um, when we've had meetings, um, I've had to distinguish and tell them, no, I'm the engineer type thing. So those type of situations I've dealt with, but I've learned um, I'm there for a reason. I made it this far. And so I don't let anything get to me. So those type of situations don't bother me. It's just, I have to let sometimes check them and let them know um, what, what I'm there for. So. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Like, thank you for sharing that because uh, that that's, man, that's incredible. It just reminds me of um, a story that I'll share briefly, but, but I'm glad you shared that because it, STEM Music Nation, 
if you're listening out there and, and you are wanting to go into STEM or you're in STEM as a young professional or you're even on a college campus as a multicultural STEM student um, and, and situations like this may arise where people don't think. I have a friend who was in aerospace engineering with me. She's a Latina. She's Mexicana. And she would go to the Starbucks to study or whatever all the time. And the, the barista guy behind the thing was like, um, you know, oh, what do you, what do you, you know, studying there? And she was like, oh, uh, some uh, aerospace stuff or whatever. And, she, and she, he was like, oh, you're like a, a secretary for the aerospace company or whatever. <laughs> And she was like, no, I'm the engineer. I'm an aerospace engineer. And so just stories like that, you know, especially for women. So I, I, I love that you share that because the women in the STEM Music Nation out there who may encounter this or who can at least go into a situation, especially for young STEM right. professionals who are listening to this, you can go into a, a situation, into a career knowing that, oh, I can stand up for myself. I can say, look, right. this is what's going on. Like, and I love that you said, the way you said it, checking people, right? Like checking well, people, like, <laughs> like, cause that's what you gotta do. That's what you gotta do. And even like when I was, so my little brief story was I was, um, and it wasn't at work. So like, it's, I wouldn't consider it as rough as the situation you just shared, but I was at a Wendy's or something. And this guy came in and I had a, a Wichita state shockers, um, snow hat on or whatever you know like a winter hat and so he knew i was he he, he thought that i was from wichita state and i'm a, i'm tall you know so he he walks in and he's like i like that shocker hat and i'm like thank you and he's like oh you know did you go to wichita state and i'm like yeah 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 i did and he was like oh you you're on the basketball team huh oh. and, and and i mean i get it you know it's like i know he didn't mean it wasn't an ill will yeah. comment but yeah. it it was just like man, that's all black men can be is just right. basketball right. player, football player. And, right. but you know, just like you, it actually makes me proud to be able to respond to him. And I was like, actually, no, I'm, I'm not on the basketball team. I said, he, he was like, oh really? I said, no, I went there and I majored in aerospace engineering. I'm a design engineer at Spirit. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, oh, wow. Oh, oh. And it's just <laughs> like, that's, that's the great, one of the greatest joys yeah. in the world. It's like, we struggled to get these engineering degrees and we fought hard. It was mm -hmm. blood, sweat, and tears. Mm -hmm. And um, to be able to say like, no, like I earned this, you know, right? Um, and, and you can't take it away. And, and you can take it away. <laughs> you recognize that this, that's what this is. So thank you so much for sharing yeah, that. Definitely. I believe you're encouraging a lot of young black girls, black women mm -hmm. in STEM out there. Um, you're a trailblazer. You're a trailblazer. And I see like everything that you do on Facebook and LinkedIn now that I'm on LinkedIn and all that. And I'm just like, man, Tiffany is just you're yeah. very, very, very inspiring. And one of the things that has inspired me times a thousand and that I'm extremely excited about is that you are now an author. Yes. And you came out with your own book, uh, What Can I Be? STEM careers from A to Z. And so I, I would love for you to dive into this. Just how did this come to be? I mean, right. I, I, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm in love with it. I'm <laughs> still waiting on my book in the mail. So once I get that, I definitely will be posting with it, y'all. But um, just let us know how it started, how, right. how you got into it. And then we'll dive into some other things regarding how you can make a book. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I um, always wanted to be an author. Didn't know what it was. But I did want to tie in STEM girls and minorities and trying to get them into it. So I found myself, you know, we always get asked as engineers um, to come and talk to the kids, try to encourage them to become these STEM careers. So I said, why don't I put it in writing? They always, and then put representation in there. So it was an opportunity where 
the time happened. Timing's everything. You just never know. Yeah. But I wanted to put it in writing. And the way I did it was to make sure that it was a diverse uh, group of characters in it. And so representation matters. So then everybody could see themselves in it is important. Yes. So I ran into a challenge on Facebook, just popped up. Um, and basically it was, her name was, it's a book coach, um, Crystal Swan Bates. And it was a challenge, a five day challenge. And it was like group lessons as far as group live chats. And we got to ping it by her and she showed us all the different steps of what it takes to be able to create a best-selling book. And so I learned that process and I was able to do it within two months actually. And I made wow. a goal to try to get it right before Christmas. Wow. And that was my goal and it happened. So on Christmas day, found out it was the best number one bestseller in STEM. Education. Merry Christmas. Right. <laughs> that, I remember you posting that and cause you right. posted about it coming out and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. And then when I saw that it was number one on Amazon's bestsellers for STEM education, I was like, this is incredible. Um, and I can't wait to have my own book and I need a, You know what? That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna bring it to convention so I can get it signed. Okay. That's what everybody's been saying. <laughs> you you gonna have a table. You need to set up a table and we just gonna have you sign in our books. <laughs> awesome. Ooh, I'm excited about that. Okay. So in regards, some of the things we talked about in the pre-interview is just, um, the difference between self-publishing and mm -hmm. going with a publisher. So what right. did you end up doing and how did you do it? And maybe talk to us about the difference. Right. So I didn't know really, it, like I said, this came up on me about the self-publishing. I didn't even know about the whole getting a publisher. So I went with the route of the self-publish. She showed me how I could do it as far as building a book team, mm -hmm. um, how you get an illustrator. And it gave you more leverage to pick the people you want when you're self-published versus a publisher. You do get upfront money, which is mm -hmm. the difference technically. And they get to choose the different people or the book team uh, for your book. So I was mm -hmm. able to get an illustrator. And the way I got the illustrator was kind of neat because I asked, I wanted A, be an astronaut. Um, and I said, I did a bid. I said, this is my budget. Tell me what, who can do it at this budget and show us test design. So I tested out the designs and I had a focus group with my friends who had kids. I mm -hmm. said, which one is kid friendly? And so that's how I ended up deciding which pictures or which illustrator I was going to use. Um, and so then worked with the team. Um, and I went with freelancers when I picked this team and everything okay. too. And the freelancers was either Upwork.com or either Fiverr.com. And okay. where I picked those different freelancers for the book designer, book formatter, and then an editor as well. So the, the team wow. was built and we put it all together and then it's uploaded on Amazon, um, Kindle Direct Publishing. And so... It's available on the Amazon from there. And then as far as hardcover, that was paperback. Um, went with the Ingersoll um, Sparks. And that was how you produce the hardcover. So just learning the different processes of how to do a creative book. Um, it was a learning process. Um, definitely ch the challenge is when I promoted it, when I dropped the book that day, mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I didn't do the marketing part. I didn't think about the marketing Ah, part. yeah, yeah, yeah different with the publisher too may might help you more with the pub, the marketing piece so lessons learned definitely will do make sure that i look into that when i'm getting ready to produce the next book um yeah every time you create a book somebody's like when's the next one yep so, yep yep um, I can't i've got a lot of spinoffs that can come from it too from a coloring book to um a teacher's guide um curriculum yeah guide. No, I, I love that. I love that. And by the way, y'all, this is a part of her marketing plan, okay? So make sure, STEM Music Nation, you heard yeah. the title of the book, What Can I Be? Uh, STEM Careers from A to Z. And so tell us where it's uh, available, where people can go get it. Um, right. 
It's Tiffany Tichi, T-I-F-F-A-N-I-T-E-A-C-H-E-Y.com. And you can be able to get the book and information off of there. But it is available on Amazon.com as well as on Barnes and Nobles. Um, and so check it out. It's, it's number one bestseller on Amazon for STEM education. I love it. And I'm also on Twitter and uh, Yeah, go Facebook. ahead. Go plug those. Plug those. Yeah, yeah. And all of those. So Tiffany Tichi. Um, so it's at Tiffany Tichi's the handler for the Instagram and the um, Twitter. And then for Facebook, it's Tiffany Tichi author for the Facebook one. So I am marketing the podcast. Thank you so much for allowing me to do this because this is the way to get it out there as well to people. Definitely, definitely. We're going to share with all friends, all Nesby family, everybody. Like, listen, <laughs> listen in on the podcast and hear about, you know, this incredible. Um, but I, I just think it's amazing. Incredible book that you've created. And I cannot wait to get mine signed at convention. I'm super excited about that now, like live, real time. I just thought that idea like, oh, yeah, it probably sound yes. like all the other people. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that's yeah. that's incredible. And thanks for sharing that, too. Just the fact that, you know, maybe other people want to create a, a book or, you know, mm-hmm. um, we were talking about the STEM music crew book, you know, idea that I have. And so mm-hmm. it was, it's just very inspirational to be like somebody just being able to see somebody else do it. Yeah. and say like okay like you can do it too so um thank you for sharing that and like i said stem music nation please um if anything just make sure you go look into it but for real we want you to buy it support um black owned business right here yes. that is on this podcast right now i had to create an llc for it what's the name of the llc um well, Thrive Edge Publishing. So that's, you okay. have to create a publishing yeah, company for it. So. Okay. Okay. Love that. Love that. So yeah, y'all, um, if you can support, please do tiffanyteachy.com. All the information is there, like she mentioned, and I'll be sure to put it down in the details, the, the notes of okay. the podcast so people can go um, and find all that information there. So love it. All right. So we're, we're coming to the end of the podcast. This has been fun. Like this has been yeah. really cool. And <laughs> I feel like we get to talk you know, at convention and stuff like that, we see each other at conferences, but this has been a really great, cool conversation. And even just to know more about um, what you, how, you know, how your upbringing was and what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, So now we're going to turn the corner to the end of the podcast where we talk about music because it's the STEM music podcast. And oh my gosh, the songs that you sent in (laughs) uh, were incredible, were fun. And so we're just going to go through the list. Basically what I did and what I do at this part of the podcast is I, I listen to the songs and then I just create some bullet points of, of what it made me feel like or what I was thinking or what I loved okay. about it. And then I just turn it over to you and say, why did you choose the song? So uh, we'll start with the first one. Living my life like it's golden. Living my life like it's golden. Living my life. I, I love that song. I love it, love it, love it song. So um, I wrote down feeling good vibing out on a friday that's just what that song made me think of just vibing out on a friday i love her voice jill scott this is by jill scott um and love this was a new one i was listening as i was listening to it today the bass i like the bass in the song too i was like okay bass i I really hadn't paid attention to that before so why do you love the song living my life like it's golden by jill scott because it's my model it's my theme music it's my model it's how i live in life um uh, unfortunately, my dad passed away about 13 years ago. So mm. at that point is where I realized that life is important. So wow. by that song, I mean, I live my life like it's golden. Like I said, I was skydiving, surfing, just living life and embracing life. So that's what this song does to me. So. That's powerful. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Wow. Really, really, really cool. Now, now, Stem Music Nation, this next song, when I saw her form, so, so there's always a form that I allow, you know, the guests to fill out. So you have the information you want to talk about on the podcast. And so, and, you know, there's the question, you know, could you list five songs that, that we could talk about on the podcast at the end? 
And STEM Music Nation, when I saw this song, I was tripping out because one of my favorite groups and some of my favorite songs in this whole wide world are songs that I grew up on, just like everybody else, songs that you grew up on in your, in your childhood. And this next song is called Ordinary Just Won't Do by a group. Um, named Commission, and um, it's a gospel group. And growing up, I'm telling you, my dad played tapes. I know some of STEM Music Nation may not know what tapes are, but that was before mm-hmm. the MP3, before the CD, before it was tapes. And he would just play these tapes like from morning to night. I mean, we just always heard this music coming from this group called Commission. And Fred Hammond is in the group, Marvin Sapp, I mean, these incredible singers. And Ordinary Just Won't Do is one of my favorite songs by this group. So, Tiffany, when I saw this on your forum, (laughs) I was going crazy. I was like, I cannot believe she knows this song. I can't believe she knows this group. Two, I can't believe she knows this specific song that I love so much. So I listened to it today, and I I hadn't heard it in a while. And um, Stim Music Nation, I was having a rough week today. Sometimes, you know, she talked about the challenge in engineering, and it's good but sometimes it can be overwhelming. And so, um, you know, everything seems to, you know, be working out now, you know, uh, towards the end of this week that we're currently in. And so um, I was listening to the song and I was just like, man, it was just speaking so much truth to the situation that ordinary just won't do. I need a love that's pure and true and I can only find that love in Jesus. And so um, the things I wrote, I love the bongos at the beginning of the song. From a little child, I've always loved that I love the bongos. Harmonies are always on point. Commission has like some of the best harmonies in music history. Um, smooth vocals, and then I put I get emotional. Y'all, Stim Music Nation, she had me crying. Right. Tiffany, she had me crying listening to this right. song right before the podcast. I'm like, man, I gotta get ready. I gotta stop crying. But it just was so moving. Um, and I hadn't heard it in a while. And right. so, um, thank you for choosing this song. I just want to say thank you for choosing it. But why why did you choose it? I, the words. I mean, it, it, it speaks for itself. I mean, you you try to look to everybody else, but you really need to be looking. He's ordinary, just won't do. He's the extraordinary. Ah. So because he's that, why not? It's just yeah. like don't don't settle, and that's what it's telling me is don't settle because you got him. So man, <laughs> yeah, that's that's so good. That's so yeah. good. And um, and I recognize that Stim Music Nation. Not everybody might be a Christian in the in the demographic who listens to it, but this happens to be something that we connect on. And so, right. um, just like if you love country music because you grew up, you know, in the country, or because you just love country music, you know, um, sort so, sort of similar thing. We just happen to be people of faith who love yeah. uh, this yeah. song and the message in it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So then the next song we had, I was like, man. She she's just dropping hits. This whole list of <laughs> hits. Uh, the greatest love of all, Whitney Houston. Um, yes. Oh man, you know, I and I didn't really get a chance to listen to a lot of non-Christian music uh, growing up, and so I kind of heard the greatest love of all pretty late in life. In mm-hmm. I guess growing up in life, but um, somebody asked me to sing it at a, a children's event. In 2017 or some somewhere around that time, and so I um I was you know rehearsing it and listening to the lyrics, and I was like, wow, these are really really dope. I, I love that first line. I believe the children are our future. Like yes. I love that. I love that line. <laughs> I put down. I love her voice. Um, yes. 
by the way, Stim Music Nation and Tiffany, she's the reason why I sing national anthems. Like she. Oh yes. 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 She, she literally. My, yes. my dad played uh, the national anthem from the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. He played that for me when I was in um, high school. I think I was a freshman in high school, or maybe an eighth grader. And when he, pl- I think I was a freshman in high school. When he played that for me, I said, I don't know what I just heard, but whatever she just did, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And from that mm-hmm. point on, I've been singing national anthem. So anytime I hear mm-hmm. Whitney, I always think of that. And yeah. then I love the biggest, the big note at the end, you know, she's oh, like mm-hmm. greatest yeah. love of all. Like she just goes up there. So why did you choose the greatest love of all? So in general, Whitney is my favorite singer of anyway. That's Come on. <laughs> so I had to pick one of the songs, but she's yes. my favorite singer. And that one actually, when I was young, I might, I'm not sure what year it was, but we had to sing it when we was really young for like okay. a play or something. Sure. So that was like one of the songs that we sung. But just like you said, the children are our future. And that's the greatest love of all. And it's just like, it's the truth. Yeah. The greatest, it's the truth. So, and that's kind of the way I live life, you know, just knowing that love is important and the children are our future. And that's how I make an impact. Man, you and me both. I, I fundamentally agree with that. I love that. Yep. So then the next song we had on here was Follow Me by Ali Us. And mm-hmm. it was something like I hadn't, I had never really heard anything like that before. Um, I don't know if it's called house music. I don't know if it's, yes, it's techno. House. Okay. Is it house? Um, mm-hmm. So in the kind of DC Carolina yeah. area. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was very much, you know, that house beat or whatever. And um, yeah, so it, I, I was just kind of, I was just kind of bopping. <laughs> I was bopping <laughs> as I was listening to it. So why did you choose follow me? By um, the words of it. I mean, it's the beat. The beat yeah. is upbeat. Um, it's just the words of follow me. And it's like, it's got like a, um, empowering words are in it that is encouraging you, um, to go the right path and type thing. And so it's just encouraging. And I just like the beat. I, mm-hmm. I like house. I like go, go. Okay, so, it's okay. to it. so it's one of those songs that every time I hear it, it's like, yes, that's the song. <laughs> love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. And so then the last one uh, you had on here was there's hope by India yeah. Ari. And I was like, I don't know if I know that song, but as soon as I started playing it, I was like, Oh yeah. yeah there's hope. It doesn't matter. So then I put, I love the beat and I love the message of the song. Um, and her voice, oh man, another great, another great singer. So why did you choose There's Hope? Because that's the truth. There is hope. No matter what mm. you're going through, there's hope. And it's like, you go through all these different challenges and ups and downs, but just realize there's hope. And it, like I said, it doesn't cost a thing to smile. It doesn't have to pay to laugh. Like there's better that, you know, there's life is better. And you just have to keep reminding yourself there's hope. No matter what we're going on in this world, we have to keep mind there's hope. Um, and I remember my mom used to tell me, even with college and all that and stuff and going through those things, God has not brought you this part of fails. So it's like knowing mm-hmm. that there's hope and that knowing that no matter what you're going through, whatever obstacles, there's hope. So yeah. that's, that's just a, a, another model <laughs> to live by that regardless of life, there's hope. So, I love and it's a, it. I like the beat too. And the, and her, her voice is awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And that is a great message that there is hope because let me tell you, we both know Tiffany and I both know, and everybody else who's been on this podcast, if you're in the STEM career field, especially as somebody coming from a multicultural background, mm-hmm. black or brown, black and Latino, um, you know, sometimes you're, you're going into a world or into classes in college that you may not have had that much experience with in high school, you know, or that much experience with in, in, in general. And so, um, yeah, it can get really hard. It can get really hard. It can get really challenging. And so just that, that simple message of there's hope, you know, mm-hmm. 
and, and relying on the simple things. I love it. I love it. So we have come to the conclusion of this episode. I've, I've enjoyed myself thoroughly. All those songs were, were awesome. And so I, I always like to end with the final question. And that question is, what advice would you give um, young STEM uh, hopefuls? You know, it could be, you could be speaking to uh, youth, you know, in high school or younger, you could be speaking to students in college, you could be speaking to young professionals in STEM, or you could just speak something general, but whatever it is, you know, just what is that advice you would give some, someone uh, on their own uh, STEM journey and maybe wanting to get into STEM? Right. If you can look into getting a mentor or a sponsor as well as just, and when I say that, try to see if you can get a mentor, somebody who can advise you, give you some advice. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. A sponsor is if you can get somebody who can vouch for you while you're not in the room and they can speak on your behalf. Try to work to get that. That'd be key. And it's no, um, I always think, I always was told, um, if you believe it, then you can achieve it. It is the truth. Um, a lot of the things that I've uh, accomplished, I already see it. You know, you start, you, those things you think about, just keep that in mind. Regardless, you can, it, it can happen. And, and I'm blessed to be where I am today. Um, and just know that you can do it too and pay it forward because you might be where you are today, but somebody else paved the way for you. So don't forget to give back. It's important too. That's, those are all great things. Yes, I definitely recommend uh, getting mentors. I, I myself have mentors um, and people who have just encouraged me along the way. Um, and and I, li- I like that too. The last thing of giving back, you know, we haven't talked about that as much. Um, but mm-hmm. yes, most certainly just trying to pave the way for others as people have paved the way for, for you. So um, man, so STEM Music Nation, that was a, a wealth of, of knowledge from how to start and, and write and publish your own book uh, to, you know, how to progress through college to, um, you know, what it takes to continue to persevere in the face of challenges and things that may be unexpected. Um, Tiffany, this has been an incredible and, and really great episode. So I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out uh, to come on the STEM Music Podcast, to share your journey, to share your stories, to share your book which makes sure everybody, STEM Music Nation, go get the book, What Can I Be? STEM Careers from A to Z. Um, so glad to have you on the STEM Music Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I had a great time. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Awesome. So uh, STEM Music Nation, as you know, you can always uh, follow us. If this is your first time listening to the STEM Music Podcast, feel free to join the STEM Music Nation uh, following us at The STEM Music on all social media platforms. That's at T-H-E-S-T-E-M-U-S-I-C. And then, of course, if you want to have more information regarding STEM Music and the songs that are a part of uh, STEM music, you can go to the website, www.roymoy3music.com slash STEM music. And by the way, all the STEM music plays on Spotify, Apple Music, and everywhere you can find music. So go check it out. Play it for your kids if you got kids or for your students if you got students. Um, And until the next time, we join again for another STEM music podcast episode. Y'all have an incredible rest of your day. Peace. Still music.